What's up, everybody? <clears throat> Welcome to episode 103 of One Before I Die. First uh, season recap, or, or sorry, week one recap, first game recap of the season here coming at you guys. Um, obviously, you know why we're here. I mean, you you know what the deal is. Season's underway here. Bill's season, obviously, we're talking about. Um, I mean, just first and foremost, that if you can tell, sorry to the fans out there, if it's hard to understand me a little bit. I don't know if Ethan told it all, but my, horse, my voice is extremely hoarse um, from being at the game. I was trying to do my best part to get the dub back for the Bills. Obviously, didn't work out too well, but the voice is a little bit shot, and uh, hopefully I can recover for next week's pod and back, get, you know, get back to 100%. Just going to be trying to recover just like the rest of the team. But, um, you know, with that being said, uh, you know, that's what we're going to be doing today. Um, see, uh, game recaps are back, and week one didn't go as well as we thought it would go. Um, we kind of got fed our lunch, a little bit of a humble pie there as a fan base, as a team maybe. Just the just the whole thing kind of went down, not the way we were expecting it to, but that's why we're here to talk about it. And um, I guess without further ado, let's get Ethan involved here. Let's get Ethan introduced before we dive into the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers week one. Yeah, it's a tough day. Tough day to be a Bills fan, but you got to wear it. Uh, been wearing it all day today. You have like a nice Sunday planned, um, and I think everybody, including myself, is just so confident going into that game. So waking up today was tough, but you know, as a fan base, you got to wake up, you got to you know face it right in the face, take it on the chin, move on. Um, I think the good news is is that it is only one game. We got a lot of ball left to play. Season's not over. Um, I'm not quitting on this team yet. I don't think anybody is. But uh, it makes this week in Miami that much uh, bigger, in my opinion. Um, you know, one game can be – you know, the way I look at it is is one game is one game. But then if we start seeing the same things happen this week in Miami, then trends start happening. And then that doesn't become one game anymore. That becomes habits. That becomes, you know, week-to-week things. So that's why it's like so important that we set the clock back, reset everything, and just do- come out and dominate. So and like put every put all doubts doubters to rest. Miami, you know, we traditionally dominate down there um, in the first place. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I'm just saying that's kind of like the way that I'm looking at things right now. I feel that. 
Yeah, so before we get, we'll talk a little bit about Miami Miami game probably later in the week or sorry later in the episode. I'm all jumbled up right now. It's just been a long weekend. Just going to the game takes so much out of you. Tired, adding the L on top of that it just makes it a lot worse. Um, but sorry, yeah, let's get down to Miami at the end of the episode. For now, let's talk about the Steelers game. Let's talk about what we thought going into it. Just uh, you know everything. I guess that went down just because, like you said, and you know, like I said, we we kind of had high expectations coming to this game. Um, I mean, not just us, the whole fan base, and it just didn't really go the way, you know, pretty much we all expected. Um, so I guess, like, where do you want to start then, like, in terms of, like, the game, um, just, like, overall thoughts? I mean, I know you kind of spilled out some of your thoughts there, but, like, where, where do we even start about, like, this whole thing? I mean, is the first game back... Yeah, I mean, you, state, I yeah. mean, you start off with the first play of the game, right? It was absolutely electric. The Isaiah McKenzie yep. kickoff return. I thought that set the tone for what was going to be like an unbelievable day. And I'm sure at the stadium, it felt like that too. It was like the guy just took it back for 70 yards, already in field goal position. And then I think right from the jump, that first drive was just kind of weird. You know, it was like, we didn't get a first down. Um, yeah, like my, had to well, my settle thought, for three. My thoughts on it were like, like you said, so like that happened, and the stadium was absolutely rocking. I mean, that place was going nuts just from the kick to begin with, and then he's gonna take it seventy yards, like almost to the house. He had one guy to beat, I think. I had a perfect vantage point of it, and just everybody around me. I mean, I'm just trying to paint a picture, I guess, for everybody that wasn't there. Like, just imagine a year off at Bills Stadium, a year off for fans in the NFL. We have the best season of our you know, the Bills have the best season of the last 25 years, and now we get to bring it back as the home opener, six-and-a-half-point favorites of a team that's projected to go to the Super Bowl from a lot of people, and that's the first play, right, is a 70-yard return. Um, even going before that to the coin toss, I know Sean McDermott loves to defer, right? And as soon as we lost this coin toss and Mike Tomlin uh, elected to defer, I was screaming, give me the ball. Like, I want the ball now. Like, I know we love giving them the ball first, getting our defense out there, and it's usually the play. But it was just a different vibe. I'm like, I'm glad they won. I'm glad they're giving it to us, and that's the play that happens. But then, like you said, right, they go out there, and they go three and out. But even after that three and out, like, there's no doubt in my mind that, all right, first drive, right, work the kinks out, we'll get a field goal here. And obviously nothing really progressed the entire game. But – that it, it was a weird feeling the entire game for me where even into the fourth quarter kind of when we were down like 20 to 13 or 11 minutes left, I had so much confidence still. It was weird. I thought the offense was finally going after the first half ended when we ended on that touchdown drive. I was like, okay, that's what Allen needed to get his, you know, his feelings out, whatever it is, his, his tightness for whatever reason he'd had them in his fourth year. So confident. But like you said, you know, you get three and out there, we get a field goal to start. I mean, Bass was great. Um, but then that kind of set the tone, I guess, for the rest of the game. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are going to point fingers at Allen. I mean, rightfully so. He didn't play his best game. But I think when you talk about setting the tone, everybody who grew up playing football knows this. The way that the tone is set in a football game is in the trenches, and we got our lunch handed to us on the O-line side of the ball. I mean, we were letting guys get to Allen when they were rushing three, when they were rushing four, not even blitzing. So you know if, if they're if they're rushing three guys and they're dropping back eight and they're getting to the quarterback, that's impossible to make forward progress. I mean, it's you, you can't let that happen. And you got holding penalties, Deion Dawkins. I mean, you gotta step up, dude. That was like one of the worst plans I've ever or games I've ever seen him play as a Buffalo Bill. 
Um, who, uh, Feliciano played really bad. Yeah, the whole uh, line. The whole a, line, I thought, you know, the only one that I thought maybe played decent was Cody Ford. But yeah, and, that, I, and I was asking Dad, I, I, I guess so he was kind of rotating in and out with Bodiger, if I'm right. not mistaken. I couldn't tell from being actually in the stand. It's way harder to see, like, who's actually on the field. But, um, I mean, yeah, I guess we can start. Like, we can even talk about this, too, just like the Steelers' defense. and Because I think there's a lot of chatter online about um, – I mean, there's so many things going on after the first week. It's like overreaction Monday to like an absolute maximum after week run, right? And all Bills fans are talking about the Steelers' defense, but then some of them are saying, but Allen didn't play well. I mean, let's just get it straight. We talked about it going into the year that we knew the Steelers were going to have a good defense. Um, we shut down TJ Watt last year. This year, we didn't. I mean, he's, he's going to get his at some point. Like, I talked about that before on the season preview. Like, he was going to break through. He had that fumble or sack that caused the fumble. The signing of Engram really helped out in Hayward. Those three guys, like you said, they were getting pressure without having to blitz. Um, with that being said, I, I, I do not want to keep this excuse going out through the entire season throughout the next five years when you have Allen this offense that it was a good defense. It's like, well, we're supposed to have one of the best offenses where when we do play yeah. good defenses, we still should be able to put up 20-plus points. So at some point, I get it. The, the defense for the Steelers is great. They played really good. They were getting pressure. Fitzpatrick had like 10 tackles. Like he was flying all, all around. Yeah, they're a talented group of players. But at some point over a four-quarter game, when our offense is supposedly supposed to be one of the best in the league, when we know what it's capable of, you have to break through in order to get more first downs. And, and Allen, you know, he didn't play that well. He still made a lot of great throws, and there are still flashes where it's like, yeah, we still have this guy. The only kind of certain specific plays that really like threw me off and – I don't want to say he reverted back to 2019 Allen, like a lot of people were saying, because he, like I said, still made some really nice throws, like one to Knox on second down, that one to Gabriel Davis over the middle, like a lot of like nice plays with pressure in his face. But he did miss Emmanuel Sanders wide open on that on that long uh, bomb. That was an easy touchdown. I was standing yeah. right there. It was like literally. I mean, if he hits that, open. that changes the entire course. Of that entire game. game. Yeah. And I think he also missed. I can't specifically think of another one like that, but I'm in my head. I'm thinking one or two more where he aired it out a little bit past the guy five years over like he did in 2019. So those are the type of throws that it's like, while he did make those pressure throws in, in certain situations, he didn't really make the ones that we needed to, to convert or, you know, to get that easy TD that really sends it over the edge early on. And, and also I agree. You know, I think, I think Alan, like you're saying, didn't play his best game. I, I agree. I wouldn't say he like reverted back to 2019. Alan. I just think, like I said, the O line was just hor like one of the worst worst games I've ever seen them play. But then also, it's like on top of that, I didn't I didn't really understand a lot of the McDermott and Dable side of it. Like yeah. I thought Dable was off from the jump. He was, you know, it didn't seem like he. They came in with like a plan and stuck to it. It seemed like he was like kind of reacting a lot, maybe trying to get too cute in certain situations. Like, and then McDermott, like his his decision-making on fourth down was like super weird to me. It was like, we were back to the AFC championship game when he's playing conservative all of a sudden. It's like, that's not our style. Like I, I don't understand. And then, and then some of the, even like the, the, uh, what was it? The play right before the end of the third quarter where Allen like tries to like hike the ball before the end of the quarter. And like, yeah, then something just, usually like never do. it's like, I don't under, I didn't understand it. It was like rushing to hike the ball. It's like, you know, that doesn't buy us anything. That's just wasting a play. So yeah. like there's just so it just was too many things that piled up like that where I'm like 
this isn't the Bills that is coached by Sean McDermott. We're an aggressive team. We, you know, play statistically uh, correct football. We make the right calls on fourth down. Um, you know, Dable, Dable seems like he, he didn't like adjust at all, but then he, he was like reacting and he, he was just like, all right, this isn't working. So we're going to do this. And then like, after we get the block punt, we get the ball back. And finally the run game starts breaking off some chunk yardage, right? That whole drive after that, uh, I'm not getting a little ahead of myself, but this is what my point with Dable is like, then we get inside like the 10 yard line and then he refuses to pass the ball. You know what I mean? It's like, it was like now the run's working. So I'm only going to start running the football. And yeah. I, it just, it just was super weird. Like I'd never seen a game called like him before. Again, it's one game. I'm not worried about it. It's just like, you're right. It was a piece of humble pie. Everybody came. I mean, I think even the, like the bills probably came in with a little bit, um, maybe of like a superiority, yeah. superiority complex, but, um, yeah, well, in a, in a couple points there of uh, things you brought up, the, first the humble pie there, I I have like mixed feelings about that because like, yes, it for sure did humble us as a team and just as our whole perspective, like even the players, but it pisses me off to the point where we shouldn't have to have, a, like we shouldn't have to be humbled. Like it was the first week of the season. We knew what we went through last year. You know what you have. It was like, we don't need another Arizona Cardinals moment for us to be motivated. The team should have came in and ready to play. So yes, I hope this really triggers us even more, but we shouldn't have even had to like have a moment like this to get going, especially it's week one, you're getting ready to go. Um, so that was like my kind of thoughts on that. The other thing is you brought up like the, the coaching. I completely agree with the, the Sean McDermott thing. Um, it, it, it was more him than Dable. And I'll get into that a little bit, but starting with McDermott, it was his, like you said, his fourth down calls and everything. There was a couple ones where it didn't go early on when it was fourth and one kind of in their um, their territory. And then he randomly pulls out that fourth and eight call where you go for it, which like made no sense. Where maybe you try to get a field goal. I, I forget if it was a little bit out of field goal range, but I think you don't go for it in that scenario. Um, there's a couple others where he didn't go for it when he should have, I thought, where he usually did in the past. So I think McDermott is a little bit more to blame or – not necessarily more to blame, but I think he was a little bit more out of his tree than he usually is. In terms of Dable, I will say this about him because I was kind of all the way back and forth on him last year, and it's always been up and down, but I've come to grips that I trust him, and I know a lot of people are, you know, easily going to just, you know, kind of call him out after this game and, like I said, overreact even more than they, they maybe should. I will just – I stand with him, and I know that you could – point out a specific few play calls in this game like the fourth and one where they did the fake QB sneak pitch and it blew up tremendously in our faces if that worked he would have looked like a genius right so that play obviously they the Steelers sniffed it out and it looked like the worst play call ever and at the time I was like what are you doing but I'm gonna like live and die with Dable's like mind in the in the way he wants to go there because if that went for like 30 yards he would have looked like a great great offensive coordinator um, the other play call I'll point out is I think it was fourth and one or maybe it was third and short and they did they did that flea flicker. And again, it's like, yo, it's third and one. You just need a couple of yards here. But I think like watching that play back a bunch of times, Allen, it was that Allen pass to Diggs where it got deflected that last second. I think Allen didn't throw the ball soon enough. Like Diggs was pretty open. So if if he throws at a ball a few seconds early, Diggs makes a 30-yard catch. Everybody's going nuts in the stands, and you don't even think about that call to begin with. You, you think it's a crazy call, flea flicker on third and one, and it, and it works out. You you love the guy, so you can you. Can, and I'm not going to disagree with with you if you're criticizing that call or whatever. And you you know before the play in real time said something different. It's like 
I completely agree. I'm just going to live and die with Dable and at this point ride with him. And it's going to work sometimes. It's not going to work sometimes. It's week one. You can't put so much on it right here. So that's kind of my overall thoughts on the coaching staff and, and Dable. And, and I do agree he might have been a little bit reactive and a little bit weird. Um, but overall, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust that he, he can figure it out eventually, I guess, is, is my um, – I think I'm also being a less – like that's why I kind of like doing these on Mondays, right? Because like I, we used to record these on Sundays, and all my mind my mind was racing. I would be way more overreacting than I usually would. I think I'm taking a lot better this year, and I kind of still trust in the process and the team as a whole. Um, so I don't know if you had any more thoughts on that, or if there's any other. Yeah, parts I mean, my only my only comment on that though, when you're saying he would have looked like a genius if he hit it for 30 yards, it was just that was kind of my whole criticism of him all all game was like we were just forcing it down the field consistently and the Steelers were that was what the Steelers wanted us to do they wanted us to try to beat them over the top when the five to six yard passes like to Beasley over the middle were just there all day and it was like we just I just felt like we kept getting away from that and I I didn't understand that again though but that also goes down to I, I think it was there and and it was working until Josh missed a lot of his guys like I was watching back a lot of the plays today like he threw that one there was like a swing pass to Beasley right or someone where he threw it and I was third and three he threw it directly into the ground there was another hitch route by Beasley that he he completely missed him and and he hit a lot of them and a lot of them were there and maybe they should have went to them more and but he he was missing throws that he usually doesn't that and then it comes down to him more than the, the play calling there in my opinion okay I don't know I just thought I just thought that some of the throws down the field, though, like weren't there. Um, and, and and it just was like we finally got into a groove, got a first down, and then we just like changed up our play calling. I don't know. And But you're right. It's on both of them. And I think – I just think they – like as a team, like we weren't in sync. It was like a weird game. Like there's just so many weird moments that I just didn't felt – I didn't feel like – I didn't feel the same as I was watching the same Bills. You know, it's just like it didn't feel like the Bills that I knew from last year. and. I think we had a couple of those games though last year, like like the uh, absolutely, I mean, like the Chiefs the Chiefs up, up and down Chiefs, all, all season champ, long. championship game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like the Tennessee game uh, last year, right? So it was just like, let's hope that that's one of the games. That's what I was saying at the beginning, right? Let's let let's hope that it's one game and we reset. The good news is, like, let's talk about some good news here, right? We criticize Dabble. We criticize McDermott but we still have 100% confidence in these guys, right? These are the type of guys that have proven over the years that they know how to hit the reset button and they know they know how to, you know, be accountable and make changes so that they can be successful the next week and the week after that. They know how to get their guys rallied, um, learn from their mistakes, and put a successful result on the field the following week. So again, but it all comes down to this Dolphins game though. So let's, let's start talking about week two here. Real real quick before we do hop into that though, I just do want to say that um, like from the defense perspective, like I just want to say that this game was not on the defense. Like if anybody thinks that. Yeah, good call. We could talk defense for a bit. Um, I mean, we're we're an offensive team. We know that when our offense doesn't play well, it's going to be hard for us to win. So I just want to say that the other thing is, is, while I do think the defense played very well, and again, it's not on them. I think they they did the you know the best they could. The the Steelers' offense isn't very good either, so I'm not like taking this as a sign of this the Bills' defense is back type thing. Like we, you know, once we play another solid offense, the the defense could look a lot different. Um, this game alone, 
it was fine. They they did what they had to do. I, I know a lot of people would be like, oh, well, they didn't come, come up clutch in the last drive of the game where they ended up giving up the field goal. It's like, well, that was kind of too little too late at that point anyway. It's like they at least held them to a field goal and the offense wasn't doing anything all game. Um, there was a they got well, a touchdown on Steelers, a blocked punt. Yeah, Steelers scored 23 points. Seven of those were on a blocked punt. Exactly. So it's like, it, yeah, it's not the defense's fault. Again, I don't think the Steelers' offense was that good either. So we'll, we'll just monitor that situation as it moves forward. But, I mean, you can The talk defense about the did a job. Too, the defense but, did their job. That's right. Like, that's Bottom all I'm going to say. Yeah. The, then, the only thing you can criticize is they didn't get a turnover. Um, but they know that you know, one interception by Trey White, we were act, I was actually just talking about the dad that – that call could have went either way. Um, it could have went either calls. way, just like the PI call on like, – that was another thing. Like, penalties perspective, I'm not going to blame the reps, but I th- th- there's just games – like last year, there were games where we won where, I, you know, there's a couple big calls that went our way. The calls just didn't go our way this week mm-hmm. either. Like against the Rams last year where we got that, exactly. that call. Like, it, they that's didn't just, go our way. That, that's just life in the NFL. And so, like, you can't sit here and, and blame – the refs on us not you know winning that game, but it, it all plays a part into the game. That's that was the whole thing. What I was saying was like it was like a weird game where it just never felt confident. It never felt like we could get going. We you know hit a nice play. We get called back on a holding penalty. You know we pick off Big Ben. Trey White gets called for a holding penalty. It was just too many. Like we just didn't get momentum. We yeah. had zero momentum the entire game. Well, but like then- from a defensive perspective, not to get sidetracked here, we did our job. A lot of players played really well. Ed Oliver, I thought, had a really nice game. Matt Milano obviously had a nice game. Um, yeah, I thought like Greg Rousseau had a, had a pretty solid game in his debut. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, yeah, I was going to ask you like who, who you thought stood out. Because when you're at the game, it's honestly really hard to kind of like pinpoint like who, who's really making the plays. And, and obviously the big ones are easy to see. And when you're on offense, you know who's catching the ball. But in terms of like personnel on the field, it's like actually hard to see it in real time what's going on. Um, but yeah, no, I think we we're on the same page with the with the defense. I, I the only thing, other thing I said before we move on to Miami is, I mean, you just talked about momentum. I mean, the the block punt, right? I mean that that's like one of the biggest plays of the game. That there. just can't happen, and that just can't happen. I you know, I don't like I'm dead serious when I said when I say this, and I'm not like just saying this just because. But for some whatever reason, when that block punt happened. I was like, it was like our, you know, a thousandth offensive possession in a row where we didn't do anything. And I was standing, I was sitting right at the side of that, of the field where it happened. And literally right before the snap, I was like, is he like mad close to the center right here? Like, I don't know why I was like, ah, whatever. I'm just looking at it weird. But I was like in my head thinking, you know, what if this gets blocked right now for whatever reason? And sure enough, it does. I'm not even just saying that I like almost manifested it. It just was a horrible, horrible series of events. And it, it it almost it just it was a kick in the balls there. So um, huge momentum shift, and yeah, I mean special teams. You just can't have a block punt. It gave me shades of when the Patriots blocked the punt against us like two years ago, or whatever that was, mm-hmm. uh, for a huge touchdown. So that that's just plain and simple. You can't have a block punt in special teams. Other than that, I thought was was decent, but um, I, I don't know if there's anything else on my mind from that specific game. Again, I just want to reiterate, I'm not overreacting. I think we did a pretty solid recap of that without kind of getting ahead of ourselves. I, I really have confidence in this team still. And, and, you know, with that being said, we can kind of parlay that into this next week in Miami. Um, Miami obviously gets the win this week against New England. So they're the only team in the division now that has a win. The Jets also lost. We lost, obviously, and then New England lost to, to the Dolphins. Um, so they're top of the AFC standings. 
but yeah, we go down to Miami and, and like you said at the beginning of the episode, when you kind of hopped ahead to it, it makes this game a million more times important. Not like it wasn't to begin with, but I mean, what do you got here for this Miami game? I'm still very confident. I'll, I'll start with that. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be confident, right? It's Josh feasts in Miami. I know you said we can't start talking about if we're playing a good defense or not, but I mean, let's be realistic here. The Dolphins defense is not the Steelers defense. Um, they're a good defense, but not as good as Pittsburgh. Like there can't be any excuses that we're playing a good defense this week. And they're just not as good as a football team top to bottom as the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I can be scared of, of Miami Dolphins when they won a football game. They, they probably should have not won against the Patriots. If you know, Damian Harris doesn't fumble that football, we're talking about a different story here. And I'm not going to let one bad game by the Bills make me think anything, anything different either. So I'm fully expecting us to come in with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder now with something to prove. And a W isn't just good enough for this team. I, I think like this is, this is like the team's going to come out with a statement. And I think it needs to come out with a statement because there are a lot of question marks. I mean, we're going to talk about – we can talk about how that was one game. But one game, that raises question marks, like I said. It raises question marks when we start seeing trends. and. That's when the good teams have to come out and silence the doubters, right? That's when you always hear, like, we talk about a team like uh, like Green Bay, right? They went out and got blown out by the Saints last yesterday. And they've, they've done stuff like that in the past. But they've proven, right, that nobody in Green Bay is worried right now. Rodgers comes out with the R-E-L-A-X, relax. And I guarantee if you talk to any Packers fan right now, I have buddies that are Packers fans. They're not worried one bit. We're not at that level yet where we haven't consistently shown that we're a winning football team. We've had one good AFC championship run in the past 20 so years. So that's why we need to come and show that we're on that same level where we're going to be like the Packers for the next five years, right? These are these statement games where you, you silence the doubters and you start a winning streak from the ground up and you start forming different narratives. So that's kind of, the mantra that the Bills need to come in with. And I think they're going to execute that. I hope they're going to execute that, but I have, I have confidence in this team to do that. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. I'm be honest. I don't necessarily agree with, with that stance, like about how like uh, we're not at that level or like, we're not like, like I'm not confident. Cause like I am. Um, I also, I also don't necessarily think it needs to be a state. Like I've learned, that's something I've learned in the watching the NFL over the past few years, especially this past year, especially the year before, like since Allen's came and we've been good. If we get a win by a couple points, I'm fine with that. Like I, I know I would rather. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a statement like we have to come out and blow them out. It's a statement where we got to be the team that every like that people are expecting us to be. Allen's got to put on a. Allen's has to have a good game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, if we win, it's a good game is what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not looking at stats here. We just need wins. That's what it comes down to in the NFL. And, uh, and I'm standing by that this whole year. And, and I would love to, I would love for Allen to come out and have that statement. But at the end of the day, if Allen plays an unreal stat line and we lose, like, it doesn't matter. Right. So that's all I'm saying is that if we go down there and we just, we just got to take care of business and, and then go on to the next, like, I, I know what you're saying and I know what a lot of people out there are thinking, but that also happened all last year. Like we could have done whatever we wanted to and people were still going to doubt us or, you know, other fans were going to doubt the bills, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and yeah, I want Allen to go out there and show that he still has his mojo. But I think that if the bills get a win, like he, he inevitably is going to have like a decent game. Um, 
So that, that I guess that's where my mind's at. It's just I'm like uh, this year I've been like telling myself in the head because I've been there in the past years where I'm like we need to win, but we need to do it in this certain like fashion. I'm past that point, and especially after week one, honestly, like this almost like humbled me, like me even more. Like I was saying, it shouldn't have had to humble us, but like to the point where like we just need wins. Like I was like so yeah. confident we're covering the spread. Like I was like oh six and a half easy, blah blah blah. Like that doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't, and especially when it comes down to the division and and all that kind of stuff. It's like, hey, we might have a dogfight here for the division now. Like we, again, I was someone who was like, we're sweeping the division. It's ours easily, and I'm still, I still stand by that to this day. Like right now, after this loss, but we get the dub, and and then we, and then we move on. We, you know, we just gotta go and take care of business. Put this game behind us. I mean, that's where I'm at. Is like, I also like doing these episodes, like like right after on Monday, because it's like I need that closure, like that venting session, and then you close the book and you kind of move on. So that's where I'm at. Um, in terms of like predictions, I'm still predicting us to win. I don't know if I can give you a score right now, just it's early on in the week and there's injuries and stuff. But I overall, gotta do I'm, a score. I'm, I'm predicting us to win. Gotta get, gotta give a score. Yeah, you can't give it. We always do these early in the week. What kind of excuse is that? I, I know I've never been a big score guy. I'm always so bad at them. Um. All right. Well. All right. I say we that we're never right, but give a score. Um. All right. I'll I'll say I say the Bills come back and we score a decent amount on offense. Maybe get a defensive touchdown or something. I don't know, but we'll go twenty-eight to. I think it's gonna be close. I think it is gonna be close. I'll say twenty-eight twenty-four. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think the Bills are gonna come out firing. I the whole the whole thing the whole thing yesterday. I mean, sorry to you know, on Sunday to keep going back to this, and I I think this is what's gonna happen that we're gonna see on Sunday is like I kept saying. Where is the, where's the hurry-up offense that we saw in preseason against the, the Packers? It was like, where, where was that? Did we, did we abandon well, that? Well, they were doing – do, it wasn't necessarily like, hurry, like a two-minute drill, but they were doing like no huddle like early on. It, it, it was kind of like what they did last year, right? Like it was like that's like what Dable and, and the offense did is like where they go in series where they go no huddle and then certain series they'll, they'll huddle up every once in a while. Like to me, that, that was the, the same as what they were doing last year. I don't know. I just felt like it was a whole different ball game when we played the Packers in week three of the preseason, like that hurry up that we saw there compared to what we saw yesterday. But I think, I think we're going to see like full electricity on the offensive side of the ball uh, this upcoming week in Miami. Um, I think it's going to be high scoring game. I think it. I think you're right. I think it's probably going to be closer than people think. Um, just by nature, like divisional games are just they're just closer, right? I mean, the Dolphins, mm-hmm. the Dolphins are like a solid team. Like, I, I, I don't want to overlook this team. And you're right. Like all we got, we can't start thinking about covering spreads and stuff like that. Like it's all about coming down to wins. I do think the offense plays, um, plays better, puts up a lot of points. I'm going to say it's going to be uh 31 to 23. Uh, I think the bills win. And um, I think Josh has three touchdowns. Maybe we get another one rushing or so, um, but I yeah I think it's I think it's going to be a, a higher scoring affair. I know I told everybody to pound the over uh, last last week on week <laughs> one, so I hope you didn't listen to me. But I'm actually telling you to pound the over on this week. Yeah, um, I mean the, the, the last thing, a couple things I'll say here is like I mean our offense is I again like I think we're still there's no reason to be nervous. I, we're we're too good enough. We have enough talent with Allen Diggs. Sanders, Beasley. I, I mean, Sanders. I thought like was a little bit underwhelming. He had a couple of drops, but but anyway, Davis. 
Um, it's too good of a talented offensive team, and especially if the offensive line can figure it out, because I, I do agree, like you hinted on it, you know, Dawkins played really bad. They, they struggled a little bit. But they're too good to just kind of have these the same performance every week. Like, if it's not next week, which, I mean, God help me. I mean, I really hope they are able to figure it out for Miami. But, like, if it's not even next week, like, eventually this offense will be – it's just inevitable to me. It will be a fine offense to watch, and it will be a fine offense that's going to win us a lot of football games. So, I mean, eventually I mean, they're going to pop off and get back to midseason form that we've seen last year. I, I got to say, like, they need to win this football game for my health, though. Oh, I know – like if it, if we didn't go to the AFC Championship last year, this would be a fire me into the sun game, and I can't do that in week two. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I the whole thing too. I was like, I played golf on on Sunday um, before the game, and I was playing with a couple guys that are you know are, are hockey, or at least one of them is a hockey guy. So we were talking about um, you know the just like you know off season hockey and, and stuff and. You know, he's just asking about the Sabres, you know, you're chatting about like the Eichel situation and whatnot. And I was just saying, like I was saying to him, you know, it's like, it's nice. Like today's like week one of NFL season. Cause it's like, I can finally get away from all of that and forget like I'm a Sabres fan for a bit and realize how nice it is to be a Bills fan. And then they go out <laughs> and like do that. Mm-hmm. It was like, almost like I was asking for it. But at this point it's like, just for my sake, like I need, I need, I can't have the Bills regress. Like I need this Bills team in my life to be able to cope with how bad the Sabres are right now. So it's like, that's why, like this Miami game means everything to me at this point now. Yeah. I mean, I, I like you said, I need it for my mental health too. Like f- for the fact that we can just like put this one behind us and get a win in like in the win column just to start the year off. It's going to be hard to go another week if we like we get another L, but I'm not even thinking about that because it's not, it's not happening. Um, but all right, well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to bring up. There's, I just want to say one last thing in classic, uh, <laughs> in classic like Sabres fashion and like Sabres Twitter fashion. Uh, they re- the Sabres release. I don't know if you saw they released like the new numbers for <laughs> this year today, um, and like everybody on Sabres Twitter was like, uh, I don't know, like making it a big thing that Aaron Bell's wearing like 30, and nobody has done that since like Ryan Miller was in Buffalo. And I was just like, I saw that. I, I was, I was thinking, I'm like, these guys just like to like make stories up at this point. And they were like, like I, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like that didn't even cross my mind. Like his jersey's not retired. Like you can yeah. wear, I, like if if you're gonna make a big deal out of it, then retire his jersey. Yeah. Well, that well that I, okay. I thought you were going the opposite direction. No, that's the no. completely. When I saw that too, is and that, and that's what it goes back to. Just sabers, like people are specifically Sabres fan, not even Bills fan, so it's even worse, I think. But, like, they will, like, make up, like, anything. When the organization is down the dumps, it's, it's almost like, you know, you it's keep them when they're Sabres down fans. mentality. It's like, our, it's like the Sabres beat reporters at this point, too. Oh, really? I didn't, I see, I saw, like, fans tweeting about it. I didn't see, like, beat reporters oh. or anything. Yeah, I, I forget who, but, like, there was, like, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, whoever like, writes the, the, the writer, the classic writers. I'm not about to go like name names. No, but, like, they I were mean, saying stuff too. It's like a it's like a kicking one they're down mentality type thing, especially with the Sabers, right? They it's like they can do no right, no matter what. And like you said, dude, his, his jersey's not retired. So, and first of all, like Ryan Miller just retired from the NHL. So if they're gonna retire his number, it wouldn't be like he's gonna. You have to like be out of the league for a decent amount before you're gonna get your jersey hung up in the Raptors, regardless. And freaking Dominic Hatchett's number isn't even retired by the Sabres yet. So it's like if a goalie's number is going to get retired. Like, no, it is. Hatchett's retired now. 
Is it? By the Sabres. Was that his, his, his jersey's in the rafters? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Was okay. But okay. Good. Because I was gonna say I didn't think it was. I was like, if that one's not, then like Miller's isn't gonna be freaking retired. I'm pretty yet. sure. I'm pretty sure it's retired. I know his jersey. Like they did. Like what was it? A year or two ago when they like hung his banner. Yeah. I mean, either way, it, Ryan Miller just retired from the NHL, so it's not. He's not gonna have his jersey retired by the Sabers, even if he does. I don't know if even know if he will. Like eventually. But if he did, it wouldn't be until years down the line after he's been out. Like, I feel like you don't do it for a guy who'd retired that quickly from the NHL. Um, and like you said, his number's not retired yet. So, like, go ahead and wear it, dude. Like, it's no rule against that. Like, you think Aaron Dowell or whoever's wearing it now is like, was like picking their number? They're like, oh, well, I can't wear this because Ryan Miller wore it back in the day. It's like, no, it's like my jersey I've worn. Like, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. No, Hashik's jersey is find. retired. Okay. But yeah, I just. I said it was classic Sabres fashion because it's just like the whole story of it. Like the Sabres released this tweet and then everybody's like, oh, classic Sabres releasing that Aaron Dell's wearing Ryan Miller's number the Monday after the Bills like lose a game, you know, week one. It's like, it's not a story here. Like the guy can try to, whatever. They're trying to make something up. Just they're trying to connect dots that don't exist. Yeah. So, all right. Well, either way, um, yeah, I guess Sabres still seem like a disconnected <laughs> bunch that we don't have to talk about right now. Um, Not yet. Bills, unfortunately, the loss 23-16, to 16, I believe, was the final score. Uh, only one touchdown for the Bills offense. Disappointing game overall for, for the boys there. Tough one to be at. Tough, tough drive home after the game. But, um, you know, we'll be back and can't overreact too hard. So, with that being said, go Bills, go Sabres, as always. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Go Bills. You've been too optimistic lately. You think you love me when you hate me. Seeing it clear and clear on your face. Whatever you want now, I give you the sunshine and give you the whole night, yeah. Just to make it up to you. Whatever makes you comfortable What I gotta do to prove I fuck with you Baby, you could come catch a vibe, it's up to you Or you could just stay on your side if it's trouble And I could call you up or I pull up on you We could trip it out for no reason, baby We change the season Telling me that you leaving, baby, it's hard to breathe when you step away for too long Make it up for me to move on my heart is too strong Got a lot of your friends to prove wrong Ain't no such thing when I wish you was too long Get whatever you want now I give you the sunshine and give you the whole night, yeah Just to make it up to you Whatever makes you comfortable What I gotta do to prove I fuck with you Baby, you could come get your vibe, it's up to you